This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible, and we want to thank you for tuning in today. Now today we want to talk about the one thing that we have in common with people all over the world. Wherever you live right now, wherever you may be, there's something you have in common with all of the other people in this world. All people want to be happy. We're going to talk about the happy man. Stay tuned. Now today we offer a free Bible correspondence course and I emphasize the course is free and in order that you might know more about the course and how you can receive it, why don't we pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. Man is on a quest a quest for happiness. That's the one thing that we have in common with people in other parts of the world. There may be things that are different. We may eat different kinds of foods. We may wear different kinds of clothing. We may have different methods of transportation. We might even have different ways of communication. But everyone throughout the world is looking for happiness. Where do you find it? The world thinks happiness is found in acquiring money. The world thinks happiness is found in having uh, material possessions or having power and prestige. Some even think that beauty is attached to, to being happy. But a person can have all of those things and be the most unhappy individual you've ever met in your life. How will you find out how to be happy? Well, if you were looking for a way to find that answer to that, you might go to a bookstore and find the self-help section in that bookstore. And you can find all kinds of books that are telling you how to have a fulfilled life, a happy life, a life of joy. But are you going to find happiness in a bookstore? I want to suggest to you that God has the greatest formula for our being happy of anyone. Today we want to turn our attention to the book of Psalms. And today as we study from the book of Psalms, we're going to look at the very first of those Psalms, Psalms number one. And listen while I read from it. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, 
and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Man desires happiness. He abhors misery. And, but sometimes people so deviate from the way of God that they begin to seek happiness where happiness is not found. Solomon searched all the time for the secret to happiness. In the second chapter of Ecclesiastes, he said that he sought to find out what a man should do all the days of his life. And he looked for happiness in wisdom. He had wisdom. And he looked for happiness in wealth. He had wealth. He looked for happiness in knowledge. He had knowledge. He looked for happiness in power. He had power. He was a king. But his analysis was that all of those things are vanity and vexation of spirit. Friends, if you're trying to find happiness in money and in position and in power, then you're going to be sorely disappointed. Happiness is not found there. Now let's listen to what God says about the happy person. The first psalm is a psalm that begins with this word, blessed or blessed. Blessed is the man. And there are many beatitudes in the Bible. There are some seven beatitudes, for example, in the book of Revelation. And we, when we think about the Beatitudes, most people think about those of Jesus in Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. But the truth is there are many Beatitudes in the Bible, and, and here is one of them. There are several in the book of Psalms. There's one in the 32nd Psalm, for example. And so today we're going to be looking at Psalms number 1. And he said, blessed is the man. And that word blessed means happy. Happy is the man. So whoever we're talking about, whatever we're talking about, it, we're talking about being happy. Now, first of all, we want to note that the happy man is of sterling character because, you see, the happy man is separated from the world. When we talk about character, we're talking about such things as integrity, uprightness, honesty, veracity, all of those things are somewhat overlapping and somewhat in some way mean the very same thing. But the happy man is a man who's separated from, away the, from the world. A and he's a person that you admire and appreciate and respect. Well, what does a person do to become that kind of an individual? Number one, he said, the man does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. He does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Now, the word walk means more than to make progression by taking steps. 
If I were to start walking around here in front of, the, uh, of you today, that would be, I would be walking. I would be making progression by steps. But frequently and more often than not, the word walk in the Bible has reference to one's conduct, the way an individual lives his or her life. The individual who follows Jesus Christ must not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. That is, we do not listen to what they have to say. There's a lot of people today that are disseminating messages that are not calculated to cause an individual to be of sterling character. But they would destroy your character. So we can't listen to what they say. The Christian has a different way to live his life. That is a different way to walk. For example, when a person is baptized, according to Romans 6 and verse 4, they arise out of the waters of baptism to walk in the newness of life. You have a new way to live now. You don't live like you used to live. Now, sometimes there'll be a person who's baptized, you know, and they get excited about what they've learned about the Bible and they're baptized and, and they come up out of the water. They just keep on living like they used to live. Maybe in the past they were not truthful and they just continue to, not, uh, to be untruthful. Maybe in the past they used bad language. They just keep on using bad language. But when you begin to walk with Jesus, when you let Jesus come into your life and your heart become your Lord and your master, when you arise out of those water, the, the water of baptism, then you have a new way to walk. You walk as a new creature in the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only do you have a new way to walk, but you, you have a new rule by which to walk. Paul said we walk by faith and not by sight. What does it mean to walk by faith? Well, it just simply means that you walk in harmony or in accordance with the Bible. Faith is so important. Faith is actually the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And faith comes by hearing God's Word, Romans 10, 17. If I walk by faith, doesn't it just seem logical to you that we walk by God's Word. That is, we allow His Word to penetrate our hearts and to guide our footsteps. We walk by faith. And then we are to walk in the Spirit. Galatians 5 and verse 16. We're not walking according to the flesh any longer, but we're walking a spiritual walk now. The difference between people in the world is between those who are fleshly-minded, worldly-minded, carnally-minded, and those who are spiritually-minded people. And it's not very difficult to tell the difference between the two. And or for you to have some reading of your own, here's your assignment today. Read Galatians chapter 5, beginning in verse 19 to the end of the chapter. In verse 19, he talks about the works of the flesh. Beginning in verse 22, he talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And the world is divided between those who walk according to the flesh, walk according to carnal things, material things,
and those who walk according to the spiritual things. And the fruit of the Spirit is such things as love and joy and peace and long-suffering and the like. And there is a shortage of those things in our world today. The happy man is walking like that. And also we are to walk in the light. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7, And when we do, there is a tremendous blessing for those who have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. That blood that washes and cleanses us from sin continually does that every day of our lives 24-7 as long as we walk in the light. Now, if we cease to walk in the light, we separate ourselves away from that cleansing blood. But as long as we walk in the light, walk in the teaching of God, walk in fellowship with God, walk in fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ, walk in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us of all of our sins. And then we are to walk circumspectly. Ephesians 5 and verse 15. Not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because our days are evil. We're to walk carefully. We need to be very careful how we walk. You know, as an individual gets older, they have to be more careful the way they walk, down steps, up steps, in some places that would be a little bit precarious for them. And so we need to walk carefully, walk circumspectly. Don't be careless in your daily conduct. Think about what you're doing and walk with caution. And then we are to walk in love. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 1 and 2. We're to walk and that is the way that we, we walk with Christ every day of our lives. And that makes us different from the world. We're to be separated from the world. Now, this person who is of sterling character does not stand in the, the way of the sinner. He doesn't stand. First of all, he doesn't listen. Sometimes we hear someone talk and we just stop to listen to them. Now, the person who is of sterling character may be walking by someone who is saying certain things that are not good, not right, not wholesome. But if they want to be happy, they'll just keep going on. But not so with a person who lives an unhappy life, a miserable life. The man of sterling character, on the other hand, not only is separated from the world, he does not stand in the way of the sinner. He refuses the sinner's way of life. You know, the Bible says, My son, if sinners entice you, consent not, Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 10. You, you say, well, what difference does it make? I tell young people that they need to be careful about how the friends that they make in life. The friends that we make in life can cause us to leave the Lord. I've seen that happen time and time again. Someone said to me not long ago, I'm tired of not having any friends. And they chose friends from the past that destroyed their spiritual life. That can happen to you. We need to walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, and we do not stand in the way of the sinner. That is, we do not associate with them. 1 Corinthians 15, 33 said that evil companionship corrupts good morals. Someone says, well, does, does, does that, are you trying to say, Brother Lambert, that, that a Christian ought to think that they're better than other people? No, no. We ought to love people. We ought to love all people. 
but we don't need to allow, allow people to influence us through what they say, that is, through their counsel. If you don't listen to that counsel, if you don't stand and listen to that counsel, then they cannot uh, uh, influence you. I have seen people, if I let you, for, usually this is a woman who's having some marital problems. Maybe her husband is not the, the kind of a man that he ought to be. And so what she does is go to someone else who's had the same kind of problems she's had to get their advice. And they give advice that's not good advice because they give advice based upon what happened in their marriage. And as a result of listening to someone with biased advice, they take it and that another marriage is destroyed. On the other hand, what you ought to do is to go someone who can give you good advice, advice about how to save your home, how to save your marriage. Don't stand in the way uh, of sinners. You see, the Bible says that we're not to love the world, neither the things that are in the world, for, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And so we don't love the world. We love the people in the world, but we don't want to love worldly ways. We love people that curse, but we don't love their cursing. We love people that take drugs, but we don't love their drugs. We love, love people that use alcohol. Yes, we do. But we don't love the alcohol. You see, we don't love their worldly ways. And if you don't associate with them, that is stop and take counsel from them, uh, then you'll not go their way. Sometimes young people get led astray by some friend of theirs who is out here doing things that, are, that they ought not to be doing. Maybe they're using drugs. Maybe they're drinking alcohol. And so they say to someone that doesn't drink, oh, come on, take a drink, have a drink. It won't hurt you. If you're really grown up, you'll have a drink. Come on, and after a while, after all of that persuasive talk, then that individual begins to take a drink, and it may be that that is the very thing that starts them on a downward path that leads them to eventual ruin. You see, if you don't stand in the way of that person, if you don't listen to the counsel of that person, then you're going to be a happier individual. You see, many have gone the way of ruin, because of the associates that they have, because of the companions that they have. So the happy man doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. He, he doesn't stand in the way of the sinner. But then he does not sit in the seat of the scornful. Do you notice the progressive nature here? The progressiveness of this situation, first of all, he... He, he walks in the counsel of the ungodly. Then he stands to listen to that counsel. Starts associating with ungodly people, living around them, associating with them. And then he starts listening to the advice that they have. And then he sits down with them. I, I think about Peter. While Jesus was on the cross and he sat down uh, at the fire, warmed by the fire that had been built by those who crucified our Lord. And, and Peter was sitting down in the seat of the scornful. Of course, he repented, and he became the great apostle Peter. We ought not to dwell with those or live with those or be affected by those who scoff at God. Now, there's a reason for it. 
If you have your Bible open, turn over to the second Psalm. Let me read, starting in verse number one. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. While Jesus was on this earth, the rulers took counsel together. They joined forces together against Jesus, against the anointed one. And this is what they said. Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. That is the most foolish thing in the world for a person to think they can scoff at God. Why is that? Because God will have the last laugh. Listen to verse number four. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision, and then he shall speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Most foolish saying in the world for a piece of person to say, think that they can break the bands of God. They can they reject God. They can mock God. That's foolish because God is going to have his say. He's going to have his way. He's going to laugh at them in derision. And so we should not sit in the seat of the scornful. People that scoff at God say, I don't believe in God. I don't believe the Bible. Because if you're not careful, you will become a, a so associated with them as to be affected by their attitudes. The majority of people in our world today, a great majority it is, seem to be against the Lord and against the anointed one. Jesus the Christ. But that, that's not going to be uh, the, uh, a good thing for them in the final analysis because God knows it and God will deal with them. Now let's analyze what we've learned so far. The man who's happy, number one, does not sit in the council of the ungodly, does not stand in the way of the sinner, does not sit down with the scornful. Well, what does he do? His, his delight is in the law of the Lord. Rather than listening to what other people say, he is the person who wants to listen to what God has to say. And you're listening right now to this telecast because you're concerned about what God has to say. He feeds on the Word of God. He is saturated with the Word, separated from the world and saturated with the Word. Now, it, we are to delight in God's Word. That's the way we grow spiritually, isn't it? At 1 Peter 2 and 2 says, As newborn babes desire the sincere miracle of the word that you may grow thereby. The food for the soul is the Bible. I just, that's just the truth of the matter. This is our nourishment. This is our food. Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God and where to meditate on it. Someone says, What does that mean? That just means you think about it. Don't just read it and go on. When you read something in the Bible, stop and think about it. Maybe a good way is to have your little notebook and you read something in the Bible. For example, this psalm and some of the things that I've said to you today. And so you read it and then you, you they say, you know, that, that's an interesting passage there. And so over here in your notebook, you write it down. 
and, and you write down maybe what that means to you, how it applies to your life, how it helps you to live a good life today. We meditate on it. We think about it. We let it go into our minds and into our hearts. And, and our speech today needs to be laced with the thoughts from the Word of God. So often we use God, so people use the word God and they use it in a, in a loose and an un, uh, ungodly way. But we are to meditate upon His Word. Meditate on His Word. If you want to be happy, you take the Bible in hand. People are looking for answers. They're looking for answers today. Absolutely. That's the reason there's so many books written about how to do this, how to, how to build, how, how to live, how to think, how to act, how to overcome. All kinds of how-to books today. But God has the original how-to book. And God has the answer to every spiritual need that we have. Because all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable not only for doctrine, but for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That is, in right living. God tells us how to live our lives. Now, for granted, sometimes we, it helps us to have someone to somewhat explain all of that to us. All of us need some explanation now and then. But you see, God wants us to be happy. And he says, you've got to be a, uh, separated away from the world and you've got to be saturated with the word. Now, third, the happy man is like a tree. He's like a tree planted by the river of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. You know, a Christian is a person who has been planted with Jesus in baptism. Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 7 planted with Christ. We're buried with Jesus in baptism. We rise to walk in the newness of life. And as a Christian, like a tree, we're rooted. We're to be rooted. We need to get our roots down, rooted and grounded in love. Oh, we can be happy today. And many of you right now are living happy, fulfilled lives, and some of you are not happy I want to urge you to give your life to Jesus. Believe on Jesus with all of your heart. Repent of your sins. Confess you believe Jesus to be the Son of God and then be baptized. And here's the reason Jesus said it. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Would you do that today? Let me earn, thank you for watching today. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer. We want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God. You can now easily access our free Bible correspondence course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.com. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at gettingtoknowyourbible at yahoo.com or call us anytime at 1-877-711-5214.
Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.